This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fantastic start to your week. As always, we've enjoyed quite the game of football uh, to kick off the quarterfinals we have. And uh, it completes, of course, the, the lineup for the World Cup semifinals now. Uh, sorry, the round of 16 into the quarterfinals, which will then decide the semifinals. You can tell that I've not had my coffee this morning. Well, tea. I don't drink coffee. Tea. Until <laughs> I'm, I'm British. Oh, the stereotypes are coming out already. Um, but good morning, everybody. Hope you're good and well. Let's say morning to people joining us in the chat box. Matt G, good morning to you, to Blackshine, to Christopher, to Marcus, Abdullahi, uh, NSW, Rich, uh, Red Star, Louis, Bowick. Uh, good morning, Damien and Marcus and Jose. Uh, thank you so much, guys, uh, for, for joining it. It means so much, uh, always. Um, sorry, I can't say good morning to everybody or read every single message, uh, but uh, I really do appreciate all of them, and I try and read back uh, through as many of them as I can as well. Uh, let's uh, Let's kick off. We're first talking about our game uh, tomorrow, actually. Arsenal will play against Lyon at 3.30pm UK time in Dubai. Uh, An expectation is obviously that the players that went out there in the 27-man squad will be involved in some way, shape or form. Uh, Arsenal, of course, played that friendly against Watford in which they played a senior side in the first half and then more of a youth side in the second half. Whether or not that's the same system that we're going to use in tomorrow's game, we'll have to wait and see. But we do now have information about how you can watch the game. Uh, Arsenal are similar to their pre-season tournament, uh, giving you the ability to watch the game uh, on the Arsenal website. Uh, you can buy a pass. I think that it's uh, 9.99 to watch uh, both games. And I think that it's maybe 6.99 or 5.99 just to watch one of them. Uh, there may be other ways of watching, of course, but if you want to watch it through the Arsenal website, that's how you've got to do it. So at least you can watch the games. Uh, we can have a big discussion around should we be paying for this sort of stuff or not. Um, who knows? Maybe it's going towards signing Mudrick. We'll have to wait and see. Um, moving forwards, Granite Jacker was, of course, eliminated from the World Cup after a 6-1 demolition from Portugal. The biggest win margin, I think, of the World Cup so far, which beat England's win over Iran. 
uh, and Gonzalo Ramos, uh, who is a player I know uh, because I've actually spoken and interviewed him uh, a couple of, well, last year I spoke with him uh, playing at Benfica at the age of just 19 years of age. He's changed and considerably developed a lot since we spoke and uh, he always talked about how playing for Portugal was a dream and that certainly came true tonight, but uh, for certainly Granite Xhaka's uh, has befallen, unfortunately, that positivity for the young striker. However, he will, of course, return. Oh, you're true, Marcus. Spain did win 7-0. Indeed, a very good point. So uh, we're two goals off of the biggest one of the World Cup. Easily forgotten, considering how quickly Spain have been eliminated in the knockout rounds. Morocco, wow. What a performance from them defensively to go through on penalties. And they'll, of course, try now to go as further than they've ever gone before. Um, but yes, yeah, Xhaka being eliminated. He will return to Arsenal after a period of rest. Uh, he and Tommy Asu both being eliminated in the knockout rounds, which means that it only leaves Aaron Ramsdale, Bakayo Saka, and uh, William Saliba and Gabriel Martinelli still at the tournament in Qatar. So we've only got four left there. Uh, the rest, of course, will be returning with Ben White. We are still waiting for an update on when he might return, but uh, the rest are expected to have 10 days off, which they could waive some of the, the period off. But uh, if Xhaka is to return in 10 days, he could be available for the 17th of December friendly against Juventus. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, now, Per Metazaka is said to be a serious candidate being considered by the DFB for the managing director job after Oliver Bierhoff, of course, you can see in the right side of this photo, uh, a very long time ago, Metazaka was still playing for Germany. Uh, Metazaka, of course, who is the head of the Arsenal Academy, is very much appreciated in Germany and they are very impressed with the work that he has been doing at Arsenal. And it is said that he is being indeed considered as a potential candidate for the managing director job at the DFB, which are, of course, the German FA, basically, uh, running the national side. And uh, it would be a big loss to Arsenal because he's done very well. And I think we've obviously seen uh, a significant improvement. Um, we've seen a serious improvement, haven't we, on on kind of the production of youth and how the youth are performing. We've seen this season Arsenal's under-21s go uh, and once again, are competing at the top of the under 21s. Uh, well, I say that once again, it's an under 21s league this season. It was under 23s last season, but you, you catch my drift. And the under 18s have gone through serious change. We've decided to bring in Jack Wilshire. And now, of course, with the promotion of uh, Edu to sporting director, he is said to be working much closer with the academy and Per Metazaka. Things change at football clubs. One day, Per Metazaka will leave the same way that Arteta and Edu and the Cronkies one day will leave. It's natural. It's part of what happens at football clubs. And if he does leave, I would be confident that Arsenal would be able to replace Per Metazaka with someone at the top of the academy. The opportunity to work in his national team setup, I'm sure, is of a big, big opportunity and probably tempting for him. We haven't got any information about what he's going to choose to do. But what we do know is, of course, that he's done very well for Arsenal. Uh, and we hope that he doesn't leave. But uh, if he does, I'm sure that we will be in safe hands with the decision that is made to replace him in the future. Now, Arthur Okonkwo has been nominated for the November uh, Player of the Month for League Two. He did fantastically well and continues to do fantastically well for Crew Alexandria. He did spend time with the club last season at the number three. Carl Hine went out on loan to Reading before getting injured and they've swapped over the opportunities for both. And it's fair to say that Okonkwo is taking his opportunity well. He could not receive higher praise from his manager who continues to say that he has the world at his feet and he could go on to do whatever he likes. Uh, but we'll see if he's ever showing a good enough quality to play at a higher level 
next season. Uh, we'll have to see if indeed he can compete with Matt Turner and even Aaron Ramsdale in the future. But with Arsenal having the number of goalkeepers that they do, it does seem to me that Okonkwo's chances still remain very limited. But this is all you can ask of a player when they go out on loan to perform to the best of their abilities. And getting nominated for an award is always going to be a really positive thing. Now, a concept for the Arsenal leaked kit for the away strip of next season uh, has been released courtesy of Footy Headlines and on Reddit uh, at Nanismo underscore kit creator. Uh, the colours had been leaked, supposedly, and this is a concept created around those leaked colours. If you're listening on audio platforms, of course, you won't get the full benefit of this, so you might want to hop over to YouTube just to see what it looks like, or you can find it online. But the yellow away kit with kind of the... It's, it's a little bit of a, a subtle bruised banana-y kind of effect in the background, the, the, the grey triangles leading up and down. Uh, the strip. I quite like it. I like the classic, or not so classic, because the, the classic Adidas logo was more of kind of that maple leafy shape, wasn't it? But uh, I, I kind of like the, the stripped back effect. And once again, the, the cannon is the only showing icon from the Arsenal badge on the away kit. It looks a bit like our away kit from two seasons ago, if you remember, because we had that kind of light yellow. Um, but this one seems a lot more trim with a, a bit of an effect in the background. We've been very blessed. And, you know, I say that the away kit from this season, the black away kit is probably my favorite kit of all time and i love the retro kits and you know i really do end up investing a lot in in retro things to do with arsenal but we have been very fortunate with some of the kits that we've produced and so i'm not surprised to see some people in the chat box thinking that it's not the best maybe it will look better in the flesh and in real life this is just a concept um it doesn't mean this is what the final product will look like but we'll have to wait and see but this is the supposed uh, kind of concept for what we have been told about the potential colours for next season's kit. Uh, now, Gabriel Jesus, uh, not Takahiro Tomiyasu, <laughs> despite that's what it's saying. Gabriel Jesus did indeed undergo surgery um, and it was successful. Arsenal confirmed the fact that he underwent surgery on the Arsenal website. They didn't provide any information about how long Gabriel Jesus is going to be out for. However, um, I would be hopeful that a return should be within the three-month period. We will get further information the further he recovers and the further down the line we get. Um, but knowing the, the surgery was successful was a first positive step. Uh, I did write about the fact that yesterday uh, we kind of compared the injury to Granite Jack, and Granite Jack didn't undergo uh, surgery for the same injury and was out for 69 days, uh, meaning he missed, I think, nine matches in total. Now, Jesus has the benefit of going through the surgery, which hopefully will mean it's a problem that's fixed for the long term um, and hopefully won't affect him again. And we've also got the benefit of having three weeks with the World Cup going on before we get back to Premier League action. So three weeks where we could have had as much as six games had we been playing Premier League and Europa League football won't be there because, of course, the World Cup continues to go on. He likely wouldn't have been involved in that game on the 26th anyway against West Ham United because Brazil, I imagine, are going to make their way all the way to the final, in which case he would have missed that game anyway because of his uh, rest period that would have been afforded to him after the World Cup finished. Um, it's very frustrating. And uh, I hope, fingers crossed, that we see Jesus back on the football pitch as soon as possible. Now, we are going to be able to bring you more information and more details about Arsenal's injuries and give you much more insight into them because last night we recorded the first episode of what is our Eat, Sleep, Arsenal, Repeat podcast. Uh, this is a podcast that is not a first of its kind on the channel because we used to do podcasts, but this is a relaunch of the TGT podcast, if you will, a weekly episodic show in which 
uh, on Wednesdays, which is today, of course. And I'm going to release this around lunchtime, uh, UK time, which will be breakfast time in the West and dinner time in the East. I felt like this was the best possible time to release this podcast, to be fair to everybody. So at midday uh, or today, you will get the first episode of Eat, Sleep, Arsenal repeats. This is going to be a weekly podcast uh, bearing, of course, availability uh, with myself, Sophie from the Highbury Squad, Owen from the Gunners Pod, and Dr. Raj, uh, who, of course, you probably know at 3CB Performance on Twitter, who regularly provides insight and information about injuries and the return periods. So we talked about Gabriel's injury at length last night. We also talked about Emil Smith-Rowe making his return to action and what that will benefit, and also on the mental impacts of the World Cup. Now, this podcast is also all about ourselves and and you guys as well in our own health journeys, because if you listen to Monday's show where I kind of opened up a lot about how I'm feeling and where my head's at regarding my health and fitness and what I want to do, we are aiming on building uh, or furthering, I suppose, our community at TGT, uh, hopefully getting a lot of people involved with uh, features, special features on the podcast, interviews with uh, both nutritionists and dietitians and people who've worked in sport and the best advice that we could possibly give you and, inv- and also interviews, I think, with you guys I want to speak to and hear about your successful stories or your challenges that you're trying to overcome and that will be included into future episodes as well. It was a really good first episode last night. I can't wait to show you uh, the first episode uh, today. As I say, that'll be coming out at midday UK time today. So if you haven't already uh, set your notifications on for the channel, now is the perfect time to do that. If you listen on audio platforms, it will also be out for you at midday UK time. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you are notified when the episodes drop. But I'm aiming for these to come out on Wednesdays at midday at the moment. Depending if Arsenal play on Tuesdays, that could change. Um, but I will, of course, let you know of any changes in the future. But I hope you enjoy it. We went through a lot of names. And thank you for everybody that sent in your suggestions. Uh, but in the end, eat, sleep, Arsenal repeats is what we went for. Uh, I think it has a, a nice ring to it. Anyway, that brings us to an end to part one. So we're going to tackle your questions in part two right after this. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Okay, uh, let's go to part two and your questions. Uh, Aya says, not sure why clubs have bright coloured kits when muted primary colours always sell the most. I mean, who buys lime green and reflective yellow coloured football jerseys? I'm not sure. What I can tell you is obviously the Arsenal away kit for this season is one of the best selling kits of all time. And that was black. So, you know, it's not exactly fluorescent in any way. Although I do like kind of the, the bronze aesthetic on the, the naming and the uh, and the badge and that. that. That looks good. But yeah. I have got the yellow away kit from last season. I do like it. Um, and I've got the pink one from this season, which is quite bright as well. But uh, I agree with you. I kind of like the muted colours more and the darker colours more. But that's just me. <laughs> um, Lynn says, Tom, if rumours are true that Jesus was carrying his knee injury before he went to the World Cup, why on earth did Arteta let him go? Um Arteta obviously doesn't have uh, ultimate say in whether or not players leave uh, and whether players move on. And that is obviously a frustration uh, for Arteta because if it was up to him, I don't think he really cares about the World Cup. I think it was up to him. Uh, he certainly wouldn't be uh, that fast about letting his players leave. And I think he would probably not trap them, but certainly be doing all he could to try and make sure that they understood the value of staying at Arsenal and not going away with the national team. I remember when I was in a press conference, I think it was after the, I want to say it was the Zurich game in the Europa League. Uh, actually, what was going on was the Japanese reporter who was asking about Tomiyasu's potential injury. He was shut down by Mikel Arteta when he was asked about it. Arteta said, I don't really care about um, the World Cup. I don't care about that side of things. I care about Tomiyasu being fit for us. So that that is that. I have quickly forgotten that I forgot to cover the Joao Felix news, which I will talk about now as well. Um, Joao Felix, according to uh, those at the club, uh, is now a player that Atletico Madrid feel that he could move on. Um, and they feel as though he could be open. Well, the club are open to potential approaches uh, for Joao Felix. He is a player, of course, that has been linked to Arsenal in the past. And Joao Felix actually is someone that supposedly, according to some, Arsenal have even made approaches for the player uh, as well. I think that he would cost a significant amount of money um, and certainly would be asking upwards of 50, 60, maybe even 70 million. Of course, Atletico Madrid invested over 100 million in the Benfica player when they signed him to be a replacement for Antoine Griezmann. They effectively spent all of the money they made on the Antoine Griezmann deal on Joao Felix. If he is to be signed, I think it would be you know a really kind of marquee uh, option for the Gunners to bring in. Um, it's just not one I see Arsenal doing. Uh, I just think they've, and, and apparently they they made, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Inquiries about loans with potential options to buy in the past when his stock wasn't too high at Atletico. But his form has turned and Portugal doing well at the World Cup has certainly helped him as well. So I, I would be very open to it. Uh, I'd be very open to see him coming, especially considering I think he would be a competitor for the forward line. But I would be very surprised if that indeed does happen. But I should clarify this. There has been no direct link with Arsenal and Joao Felix at this point in time in terms of uh, the recent re response to this news that Atletico Madrid are open to selling him and open to offers. And that is a very true thing. This isn't speculation. You know, people high up at Atletico Madrid have actually said they would be open to offers for Joao Felix because of the situation at the club. 
But we are still waiting to see if Arsenal are indeed going to take up on that offer. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, sorry about that. Completely forgot about it in the first section. Let's go to uh, your questions in the chat box then. Uh, Timmy says, Tom, has anyone else read Swiss Ramble's sub stock on our finances? I feel I left feeling none the smarter, but I think what it implies is he's under our new FFP rules. We have about 60 to 90 million pounds in headroom. I, I want to do some more research on it. I kind of want to do a dedicated episode to it. We'll wait and see if that's possible. Um, but uh, yes, I'm going to do a lot more reading into it and try and understand it as well. Because off a glance, there's a lot of information at once. So I think it's worth breaking it down in more detail. Uh, Temi says, considering the differences in playing style between Vlaovic and Jesus, does this mean Arteta can still um, un- unction, action, junction with a target? I don't know what that means. I'm assuming, Temi, you meant something. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to interpret it. Does it mean that Arteta can still look at a target man like Cristiano Ronaldo on a six-month deal? Do I think that Arsenal are going to be looking at another style of forward? I honestly don't think so. I don't think we're going to see Arsenal move for a plan B. I could be wrong. I don't think Arsenal are going to be looking for a different style of striker. We have got a way of playing and that kind of leans into a more collaborative, more lower centre of gravity, quicker, nimble forward. I'm not sure that we have the intention to go for a different style of forward. Uh, Sean says, Tom, does the Jesus injury cause Arsenal's transfer business to be brought forward into the January window from the summer. I think there were already intentions for the summer windows investment to be brought forward because of the opportunity we've opened to ourselves in this in this uh, season of potentially being title challengers. Does Jesus's injury affect that? I personally think Arsenal are going to do what they were planning to do. I don't necessarily think it's going to change it. Jesus should be back by February, late February, fingers crossed. That's an estimation based off previous injuries to the same area. Um, fingers crossed Jesus would be back around February, which mean that the January window would have just closed. I do think that Arsenal will still try and sign a couple of players. I think one of them is going to be that wide forward that we need, that Mudrick. Maybe it's a Mudrick. We'll have to wait and see. The other, I think, will be a midfielder. Uh, that's my estimation, my prediction for the window. That's certainly how I'm aware of Arsenal's targets for this January window and what type of targets they're looking for. I would be very surprised if we go for a striker. Who knows, though? Maybe the club will surprise us. Um, Drew says, love your work rate, Tom. Got eliminated with Spain last night and you're back today doing a show. Uh, Tom looks like Laporte. Uh, Actually, I think the terminology and maybe one of my... um, Maybe what we could do is because when I was doing Hugh Wizzy's, um, when I was doing Hugh Wizzy's watch along show, one of, and obviously a lot of people who watch Hugh's show don't watch this show, so I was pretty new to them when I did that show. One of the taglines I got was the Fat Laporte. Um, so with us doing our healthy fitness show uh, and podcast, as I gradually go on this health journey, maybe I can go from Fat Laporte to just Laporte. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's the journey I'm going to go on. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Twin says, hi, Tom. I should be going to the Arsenal match tomorrow here in Dubai. Can't wait. Well, have a fantastic time. I hope you enjoy it. If that is, that's the first time you're seeing Arsenal, potentially it is. If it is, have an amazing time. Uh, I suppose that is obviously the benefit of Arsenal going and playing in other places all around the world is that, you know, people get to see Arsenal and they've never, ever seen them before. Uh, Sweets Candy says, hey, Tom, do you think it's fake news that Jesus was carrying an injury beforehand? Because I can't remember him getting subbed off early or playing less minutes for us before he left for the World Cup. Fake news is, is is a strong terminology to say it's, it's completely untrue. I think there's a good chance that this is just rumor. Um, I don't expect it to be something that um, I don't expect it to be something that is really that concerning for the Brazilian national team, Jesus or Arsenal, because 
Otherwise, I don't think he would have gone. I think they would have made a more stronger and, and a better decision about it. But who knows? It's impossible to know. It's impossible if the information would ever come out in real truth. I don't remember like you reading or hearing anything of him struggling with any kind of injury before he left. He has had a knee injury before, but I don't think it was the same knee. I think it was the other knee. So I don't think it's uh, a, a reoccurrence of a previous injury at all. Uh, Ryu says, a loan with an option slash obligation to buy for Felix is surely possible. I have to I have to question why Atletico Madrid would accept that. I don't know why they would accept a loan with an option to buy. Uh, I thought they would be more open to doing a, a permanent deal and they seem to be open to investment. If it was an obligation in the summer, maybe. Maybe that's how Arsenal can kind of get the player in now and uh, then pay in the summer. But clubs don't tend to like doing those types of deals. They prefer to get the money in as soon as feasibly possible. Banner Duty says, if you had to replace Arteta with one manager or coach from the World Cup, who would you choose? Uh, Luis Enrique. I know that this Spain disappointed in the end um, and ultimately didn't manage to, to progress past Morocco. But Spain is still going through this transition. The quality of that side, I still think they overachieved in the Euros last year um, and they should have won yesterday. I mean, Sarabia had a great chance at the end. They created enough opportunities, but he's got a very young team. He's working with a very young side. I think it would work. Uh, so Luis Enrique would be my choice. Uh, Johnny says, we need to trust the process. Uh, that's a dollar in the jar. <laughs> Johnny, Edu Arteta obviously wants to win the Premier League, so they will do what's best for the team and the club. We are still well and truly in the title race. Uh, Martin says, question, who is the rotation up front now uh, for the FA Cup and the Europa League? I see Martinelli suggests as an option centrally, but then who plays on the left? Whatever the drop-off is, it's huge. It's a good question. And, you know, a lot of people have uh, people have left comments on my videos saying, um, you know, what you know, we can't use Eddie in every game. Surely we have to sign somebody. And usually what I say to that is, well, look at Man City. If Haaland gets injured, they have Julian Alvarez. And that's kind of it. You know, if he gets injured, who have they got? Uh, you look at Spurs, they've got Richarlison and Kane. You look at Liverpool, they've got Firmino and Nunez. You look at... Uh, uh, and obviously those teams have other options who could play up front who are versatile. And that's the same with us. So... We have other options. We have Martinelli who could play centrally. We have Smith Rowe who has, according to Arteta, they feel is good enough to play as a false nine. So that is also another potential option. Fabio Vieira has played as a false nine as well for Porto. So there are versatile options. However, I agree with you that there isn't a lot of depth right now at striker. We need to bring in a forward. If Mudrik is that guy, I think it opens up the option to play Martinelli in the middle. I would also say to you that playing twice a week is something that players are going to have to do next season when we're in the Champions League. And I say when, because I'm very confident about us being in the Champions League next season. We are going to have to play our best team twice a week. So the strikers like Jesus are going to have to start twice a week. So players playing two games in a week is going to have to become a normality. So we don't have to rotate significantly for every game. We do have Oxford United in the FA Cup. So hopefully that means that maybe we can play a weak side. Maybe Fabio Vieira or Smith Rowe can play that false nine role to give Eddie Nketiah a rest if that is indeed the only striker option that we have for the next month or two. Um, Olu says, hey, Tom, Liverpool had Origi and Shakiri as backup when they won the league and the Champions League with January editions. Our squad will be at the same stage of the rebuild yeah, I mean, you know, they have options that were significantly worse off than their starting options in those positions. And we could, you know, potentially kind of equal that same achievement of winning the league with a side that you don't particularly look at in terms of depth as a side that could have won the league. 
if we go on to do that this season, I think that's certainly comparable, maybe even more impressive than Liverpool's squad that won the league because they still had Salah and Mane and Firmino, you know, and these great players. So I think there is a definite similarity between the two. Uh, Aya, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, question, do you think the club's image exaggerates a player's ability? Uh, for example, most people would say Vinicius Jr. is better than Saka. I feel that's down to the club that they play for. Or am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I think there are certainly players that are um, getting more credit because of the clubs that they play for. Uh, absolutely. I, I don't see any reason why that theory wouldn't have any credibility towards it at all. Uh, Red Star says, not too worried about Jesus's injury. Last time Eddie played multiple games with the first team, he was great. Also would be good to see Martinelli down the middle, which would allow Smith Rowe more game time. Uh, Ollie says, hey, Tom, Liverpool had... Oh, we've already done that one. Let's scroll down a little bit more. Fuad says, Tom, what would be your best way slash method to cover Eddie while Jesus is out? If I'm honest... I'm not a massive fan of putting Martin Elliott at the forward. And that's fair. You know, the best the best option that we have, uh, really, I think, is Martinelli, then followed by Smith Rowe and Fabio Vieira's options. The youth options. Kion Edwards is the starting striker for the under-21s, but he's injured at the moment. We've got Charles Sago Jr., who can also play as another striker. Um but beyond that, we are starting to struggle um, at looking at strikers. We obviously sent Mika Bireth out on loan. Following Balogun is out on loan. Nikolai Moller is out on loan. Tyrese John-Jules is out on loan. We've got a lot of young options that are out on loan at the moment. Um, so I don't think there is a backup right now for striker beyond Nketiah. That's a natural senior option for the club. And I don't think that we will um, recall Balogun. I don't think that will happen. Uh, I think Balogun will remain out on loan and get the opportunities and the benefits of seeing him play out on loan. Uh, Reese says, Tom, Gonchalo Ramos looks good. Hey, look, I told you guys that this would happen during the World Cup. Somebody would have a star game. Somebody would shine. And all of a sudden, I got, I, got, I reckon I got about four or five DMs yesterday after the game saying, this Gonchalo Ramos guy, we should sign him. And I'm like, look, I would have been up for signing him two years ago because I was aware of his talent. And that's why I interviewed him a couple of years ago because he's, he's really been showing such promise uh, in the Portuguese league for Benfica. He came off the bench, scored twice in his first breakout season and he scored goals at a really strong rate last and this season as well for Benfica, who are sitting top of the table. There's a reason why he's come into the team. There's a reason why he started over, you know, the other options that Santos has as uh, as manager, so Fernando Santos. So he is a player that I like a lot. I'd love to see him at Arsenal. I don't see Arsenal paying the massive figure that Benfica will be asking for for the player. Uh, PSG were previously interested in him. We was in talks with PSG in the summer. That move didn't happen. Um, yeah, look, he's a great player. He's a nice lad as well. Um, really, he understands English. If you watched the interview that I posted on Twitter last night, I asked the questions in English. He responded immediately in Portuguese. He understands English. I'm sure that's something that would be uh, learned quickly by him as well. So, uh, yeah, a great profile and project and striker for Arsenal to look to, but I think one that we are probably going to miss out on because of the price tag. And you can definitely see him ended up as one of the big, big clubs in the future. Um, Sean says, who are you looking forward to seeing the most in Dubai? I'm interested to see how Vieira has developed since he had no preseason. Vieira is the main one for me. I agree with you, Sean. Smithrow is another, uh, just seeing how he responds from injuries. Inchenko, hopefully Zinchenko can get to full fitness and can play consistently in the second half of next season, uh, this season rather. 
I think that was a big miss for us in the first half. I think we could have won more games or picked up more points had Zinchenko been able to establish himself and play regularly. I know we picked up plenty of points with Tierney, with Tommy Asu still playing, but I think that Zinchenko being available is going to be a big, big plus for us. I also think he's a rotational option for Xhaka in midfield, and I want to see Zinchenko given a chance in midfield and Tierney given opportunity still to play at left-back. Um Matt G. Smithrow is indeed back in full training. Took part in running and ball work yesterday in the video that was released. So, yes. Uh, Mad Miaz says, is Madrid going to come? Your guess is as good as mine. We'll wait and see if indeed he does join. Uh, Sebastian says, uh, what about Depay? Apparently, he's on for a £5 million move and would be a good buy. I wouldn't be against Depay for a short-term period especially off the back of this Jesus situation. I wouldn't be off I wouldn't be off the idea of it like say maybe a loan uh, for the end of the year or taking him on a short-term 18-month contract maybe, but I would be a little bit resistant uh, to Depay on a longer-term deal, which is I think he what he would be asking for, probably a 3-year contract or a three and a half year contract. I'm not really comfortable investing in Depay for that period of time. Um Sweet Scandy says, isn't it funny how p- quickly perception can change? I remember years ago, Tyrese, John Jules, Reese Nelson, and Ketty, a Balogun, Smith Rowe, was looked upon ahead of Saka, and Saka has kicked on the most of all of them. It's just the way that things go. You know, Smith Rowe uh, was, uh, I remember watching a video in 2015. Uh, he was involved in an Arsenal a video on their YouTube channel about kind of the academy. Uh, and he's the only one out of the group of kids that you see in this academy video that actually makes it. And it shows you, you know, it show. I think they were interviewing a young kid called Alowu. Um, let me just see where he's gone with his career now. Uh, Alowu, Arsenal. Uh, Joseph Alowu. I know he only left Arsenal recently. He's 23 years of age now. Uh, he left Arsenal in 2021, has joined Doncaster Rovers. Um, he isn't at a club this season. Or if he is at a club, he's not played. Let me just have a quick check. Um, Joseph Alowu, he plays for Doncaster. Is he injured? Uh, he has played this season. That's my bad. For some reason, Wikipedia didn't have that. But Transomart says he's played four games this season, scored one goal at centre-back, uh, but he's not been in the squads. He's been on the bench the last two games for Doncaster. Uh, and he was kind of the main focus of that um, that documentary that they did. Uh, and he was the one being interviewed. And Smith Rowe was kind of in the background and not even talked to. So it's interesting how quickly things change. It's interesting how... Um, careers develop and suddenly accelerate and some players just kind of burst onto the scene more than others um but yeah uh, it's an interesting story uh, that we've got with Bakaya Saka uh Kiresh says uh have you heard any more on Leroy Sané would love him at Arsenal <laughs> no um again he's a player that I imagine that Arsenal will keeping certainly tabs on and if he becomes available they might certainly consider him but he's not available right now. And Bayern have been pretty firm on it, even though there's been rumours about him wanting to leave. They've been pretty firm on not wanting him to go. So, yes, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, EO27 says, uh, Good morning, Tom, mate. I listen to you every single morning on YouTube Premium. You're part of my routine, so I thought I'd drop a comment up the Arsenal. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. And thank you so much for tuning in regularly with the show. I'm hoping that you're enjoying the content. Uh, Harvey says, Granit Xhaka told uh, Simon Collings uh, that he is flying straight to Arsenal's mid-season training camp to Dubai following Switzerland's exit from the World Cup. Let's check out what Simon's uh, reported. If so, that's some really, really good news. Uh, let's go to 
Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Yeah, eggs. Um, yeah, spoke to Granit Xhaka after Switzerland's defeat last night. Revealed he is flying straight to Arsenal's training camp in Dubai. He has been in touch with Gabriel Jesus since his injury in Cameroon. So against Cameroon, rather. Um, that's that's good. He's waving that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Xhaka is an absolute machine. So I'm not surprised that, uh, <laughs> that Xhaka is certainly going to be uh, taking part in the uh, pre or the mid-season tour, if you like, uh, rather than pre-season tour. Uh, he's an absolute monster and has always been seen as such and an absolute machine. So hopefully we uh, we get the team back together and ready for the Premier League's return as soon as feasibly possible. Um, we are going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure, as it always is. Please set your alarms for midday UK time today for the first episode of the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. We're going to extra detail regarding um, Emil Smith-Rowe returning. I'll get the screen up for you now. Gabriel Jesus and his recovery from his injury. And of course, what we feel about the World Cup and how it will affect our squad going into the second half of the season. Sophie Owen and Dr. Raj joining me each week now for a brand new Arsenal podcast on the channel. I hope that you enjoy it. Please leave some comments and feedback when you listen to it, but that will be going out at midday UK time today. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy yourselves and I will see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Support comes from ServiceNow the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.